Welcome to the Short-Term Rentals podcast. Here we share all of the latest news, opinion and intelligence from across the burgeoning short-term vacation rental space, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals and host of this week's episode. For episode 30 of the Short-Term Rentals podcast, I'm delighted to be speaking to Chris Stevenson, Vice President of International Markets at Homes and Villas by Marriott International, about the progress that the Homes and Villas brand has made since launching in 2019, what we can expect from Marriott's new pilot programme for rentals and hotels, and how travellers' perception is evolving since the onset of the pandemic. This episode is kindly sponsored by Flywire. So it's a pleasure to welcome you to the Short Term Rentals podcast today, Chris, on our 30th episode. So to kick things off, uh, please introduce yourself, Homes and Villas by Marriott, and the services you provide in the short term rental industry. Sure, thanks very much for having me here, Paul. And it's a, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you again. My name is Chris Stevenson from Homes and Villas by Marriott International. And my role is to lead the growth of homes and villas in our international markets. So that's all markets outside of the United States and Canada. Um, and now it's probably a good time for me to tell you a little bit more about what we do and sort of who we are. So we launched Homes and Villas back in May 2019. Um, and we're a created um, and grown collection of over 35,000 premium and luxury um, home rentals located in around 500 plus markets. Um, and those markets include uh, the US, Canada, Europe, the Middle East, um, Africa, Caribbean, Latin America, and then also um, Asia Pacific. Um, we launched actually in Asia Pacific our first market two weeks ago, which is Australia. So kind of super excited to be kind of moving into that part of the world. And you know what we're really trying to do is leverage Marriott International's deep knowledge um, of delivering exceptional hospitality, nationally managed properties that meet our uh, standards in design, cleanliness, safety, um, and amenities. Um, we're also the only um, home rental platform to participate in a robust loyalty program, uh, Marriott Bonvoy. And that means that our members can um, both earn points when they stay in homes and villas by Marriott um, and also redeem them. Fantastic. And um, you mentioned a couple of milestones there moving uh, into a new market in the last couple of weeks. So uh, based on that, how do you go about assessing the progress that Homes and Villas has actually made uh, since its launch in 2019. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we're a relatively small but really fast-growing part of the overall um, the overall company. So, we've actually increased our supply growth. Um, 18 started with about 2,000 homes in total, um, and now we're at that that 35,000 number that I that I mentioned before. And what we're finding in many markets is that consumer demand is actually outstripping supply. Um, so really we're focused on adding more homes in existing destinations so we can surface more availability to guests and also um, expand into new destinations. Um, we also launched our channel connectivity program back in May this year. And that means that we're now connected to more property management systems, more channel management providers, um, so that it's easier for home management companies to, um, to connect to us. And, you know, I think when I sort of reflect back on, on, you know, performance and sort of how things are going, I think Homes and Villas is really doing exactly what we, what we hoped it would do. Um, and that's to complement our core hotel business. Um, you know, we, we founded this business on the insight that guests were occasionally staying in home rentals and we wanted to make sure that 
we could offer them a home rental product so we could keep um, guests within um, within Marriott Bonvoy. Um, and what it means is we're gaining a larger share of wallets um, and driving more frequency to our overall portfolio. Um, from a guest perspective, it also really sort of helps provide more choice to them. So 40% of the homes and villas that we have are in markets that are brand new to Marriott International. So that means we don't currently have um, a hotel in that market. So maybe it's highly seasonal and it doesn't make sense to put a hotel there. So if you're looking at a you know smaller Greek island, for example, um, that maybe isn't suitable for a hotel, but is suitable for a home rental product, it means we can sort of move into that market and, and kind of bring more choice to, to our guests. Indeed, and you, you've explained that very well there. Um, and you say uh, Homes and Villas by Marriott International has been very active, uh, especially in, security, in securing uh, property manager partners over the last year. Uh, you say as well that you've significantly strengthened your inventory. So um, in terms of that, how discerning do you have to be with your partners? Is there anything specific as well that you're looking for from them? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, I think our business model is fairly unique in that, you know, we work exclusively with um, selected professional property management companies um, who we then trust to deliver on the products and service standards that we know our guests expect from, from Marriott International. So things that we're really sort of focused on is, you know, the design of the property, cleanliness standards, safety, um, customer experience. And we do kind of two things. So one is uh, when we work with a property management company, we go through a very robust due diligence um, process where we look at you know, their performance to um, regulation, how do they collect and pay for their taxes, are they financially strong as a company? So the first thing we do is really go through that, that due diligence process. And then once we've gone through that, we then take a look at all the inventory that sits with the property manager to understand you know, which units will uh, meet our criteria on the safety design quality um, aspects that I mentioned before and which, and which ones wouldn't. And we list the properties that meet those criteria. Um, and that's really a combination of digital and physical checks of the product. Um, and then in addition to the, the product, it's the core product itself, um, you know, all um, homes listed on the platform need to include 24 seven support. You know, we want to make sure that if the guest needs something at three o'clock in the morning and, you know, they're out, they're locked out of the property, that there's somebody there to help them. Um, we want to make sure there's 24 hour check-in, you know, we have a lot of international travelers landing at different times of the day. So 24 hour check-in is really important. And then some of the other things that you, that you'd probably expect, you know, high speed Wi-Fi, which is becoming more and more important as people are working from these properties, as well as taking vacations, uh, premium linens and towels, premium bath amenities, um, and then child friendly amenities on request as well. So things like kind of cribs and, and high chairs. And are you able to clarify as well, are these uh, exclusive partnerships with, with Marriott? No, so the, the homes that are listed on our platform are also available on other platforms um, as well. There are a very, very small number of homes that are exclusive to us, but the vast majority of them are available on other platforms. Thank you very much for that, that clarification there. Um, and of course, very excitingly as well, you recently uh, announced the launch of your pilot offer whereby um, guest booking rentals on your platform can also experience amenities at nearby Marriott Bonvoy hotels. So what was your reasoning in the first place for launching this initiative, Chris? Yeah, so I, I sort of feel like um, in some respects, um, the Homes and Villas business is, is built on, on pilots. Um, we started Homes and Villas as a pilot in London. It was actually previously called Tribute Portfolio Homes. Um, and we piloted in London and then we expanded out to Paris, Lisbon and Rome before we got to kind of um, Homes and Villas, which is kind of where we are now. Um, so piloting is something that sort of really, um, you know, core to us. We want to make sure that we act on customer insights, that we try quickly, 
we learn, we pivot, and then we and then we sort of refine what we're doing. Um, so in terms of your question, um, starting in um, October uh, 4th, so actually earlier this month, um, and running through December 31st, guests who are booking a home rental on Homes and Villas by Marriott in three destinations will also have the opportunity to experience amenities um, in certain nearby Marriott Bonvoy hotels. And you know, if the pilot's successful, we'll look to, to um, potentially extend it um, to other hotels should they wish to participate. Um, and you know, this, this, this latest innovation really reflects um, our drive to put a differentiated offer into the, into the marketplace. Um, in terms of what it actually means, just to give some, some examples, um, in London and the UK, guests who book a property in London, they will, um, they will get access um, to um, selected um, hotel restaurants, which are part of the London Taste Collective, and they'll get a discount in those restaurants. In Punta Mita in Mexico, um, the, uh, the guests staying in selected um, properties near um, the St. Regis Hotel uh, will get ex access to the Punta Mita Beach Club at the St. Regis also discounts on food and beverage, and then also um, the spa at the hotel. So really giving guests the best of both worlds. Um, you know, they can experience the space and privacy of a home and also sort of leverage and enjoy um, some of the amenities that you get in a hotel. And you mentioned as you refer there to the Tribute Portfolio Homes uh, pilot, pilot program initially. So does this latest pilot program, is it, is it similar in, in many ways to that? I think it's similar in terms of um, our approach to growing this business, which is to sort of really kind of get in there early, um, try things, experiment, refine, and, and kind of make them better and sort of move forward. And, and that's kind of what Tribute Portfolio was. And similar to that, um, you know, this is us sort of, you know, trying something new, um, seeing what our customer reaction is, um, and then working out, you know, how we evolve it um, to, to bring a, a stronger product into the market. And uh, my, my next question is, probably the one I'm most keen to, to get your thoughts on because um, I think there's a changing perception now of, of travellers' per perception of what uh, luxury actually constitutes. So, um, and, and perhaps that's evolved since the, pa since we've, um, since the onset of the, of the pandemic last year. So what are your thoughts about how these perceptions of luxury are evolving, uh, how you're playing a part within this as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I, I almost think that, you know, luxury is one of these things that it, sometimes it's difficult to define because it means different things to different people. You know, for some people, luxury is about having privacy and space. Uh, they want to be, you know, away from other people. For other people, it's about having access to, you know, high-end amenities, spas, restaurants, um, all that sort of stuff. And they want to be in the hub of things. So it really kind of depends, you know, what, you know, what you, what you value as an individual. And that's partly why we love our kind of recent pilots. It's bringing the kind of best of both. Um, um, to, to the guest. But I do think generally, you know, after a really difficult 18 months, um, for, for many people, luxury is just about having the option to get away for some quality time with their family and friends um, in a safe space. You know, we've seen that Hunter Villas lent itself really nicely to that. You know, it's, it's, it's all those occasions that you've missed, whether it's birthdays or anniversaries, it's home cooked food with extended family, you know, playing games outside, all the sort of things that, you know, during the pandemic, um, I think everybody missed, missed hugely. And I thought it's sort of, I, I think sort of the things that we've missed are sort of helping to um, redefine what luxury, what luxury means to people. Uh, and this also relates um, to my, to my, um, my next question about what are the, what are the sort of the latest trends that you're seeing? Um, you know, whether this relates to bookings, length of stay, uh, preferred destinations, accommodations, um, you know, what, what would you most like to focus on within those, within those um, incoming trends? 
thinking. Um, so first, and I'm, I'm sure uh, many of the things might not, might not come as a surprise because I know that you're super close to the industry, but I think the first thing is, um, you know, uh, larger homes and larger groups. Um, so we're seeing sort of larger properties being booked, more people traveling within a group. Going back to that point before around, you know, people getting back together and sort of, you know, rekindling and, and, and catching up on the times that they've missed. We're starting to see, therefore, things, um, amenities that are more family friendly being sort of highly desirable. So things like pools, pet friendly properties. Um, um, when you look at where people are staying, um, beach, coastal, ski, mountain locations tend to be the biggest uh, proportion of our, of our reservations. Um, and to tap into that, we started to pull together collections, collections on our site so people can see, you know, like lakeside properties, for example, or um, countryside properties. And we sort of started to build out these collections to make it easier for guests to find um, these properties. Um, you touched on this before, longer stays. So um, we're definitely seeing people stronger and, you know, um, some people combining work and leisure at the same time. We've seen um, a much higher proportion of longer stays, so seven plus nights. Um, it actually jumped 43% um, year on year. So people that stay with us for, for more than seven nights. So starting to see that come through. And we've started to introduce some features on the site, like flexible date search. That just makes it easier for people to find these, these longer stays if they're less, um, you know, less sensitive about location and it's more about the property type and, and how long you want to stay for. So we're starting to kind of build features that tap into um, the changes that we're seeing there. Um, domestic travel. So demand for properties that um, are in drive-to destinations. Um, they take up a vast majority of our bookings. Um, you know, when the UK list lifted lockdown, you know, thinking back to, um, was it April the, the 12th, um, you know, our domestic um, bookings doubled um, uh, versus the same period the year before. So really saw that kind of domestic demand rise. And then thankfully for Europe, we've started to see some regional travel rise as well um, as the restrictions have lifted. So you know, this is, you know, Germans um, going to the Costa del Sol or French, uh, French going to Venice and Florence. They've been really popular locations. Or likewise, Americans flying into the Caribbean. So kind of Mexico and, and Costa Rica have been um, two of the most popular destinations for us. Um, and then in terms of international travel, um, great to see we're starting to see an uptake in, um, in that. In June, we had a 300% increase in confirmed international reservations year on year. So that was really good to see. Um, and then when Europe opened up to the Americans in June, uh, we saw an increase in bookings to, to Europe, particularly Greece, um, Italy and France was, was really popular with, with Americans. And then you, you mentioned booking window before there. Um, we're starting to see that normalize, which is, which is great. So during the summer last year, 50% of reservations were last minute and we count last minute as six to 30 days out. Uh, this year, the number's closer to 30% and that's like what we saw pre-pandemic. So it's good to see that kind of booking window start to, start to normalize. Indeed. Um, I think a lot of that tallies what, um, with what I was speaking about with, uh, with your colleague Veronica uh, on a panel recently at the Short Stay uh, Summit in London. How do you expect some of these trends to develop moving into 2022 as well? Are you expecting more of the same or some sort of shift in, in those booking windows, length of stay, etc.? I think it's, I mean, it's really difficult to predict. I mean, we're, we're keeping a really close eye on kind of, you know, um, restrictions, um, new variants, um, and, and just sort of making sure, I think it would be really difficult to predict. Um, I, you know, I, it, it's good to see um, signs of normality returning, and we're starting to see that come through in the data. Um, you know, and I, and I personally like to think that, um, you know, that it continues to progress like that. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, uh, Chris, for your time uh, and for joining me on today's podcast. Hopefully see you very soon at an industry event. Perfect. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. I appreciate it.
Thanks for listening to this week's Short Term Rentals podcast. And a big thank you again to Flywire for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to shorttermrentals.com and sign up to our weekly e-newsletters.